You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast, which we are starting seven minutes before we go on air. We might not get an outro, folks. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined... By Luke Owen. Hello, Swaft Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. I'm a little bit stressed out. How are you? Oh, mate. What? Because, because I, we decided I to like, set everything I up. I like doing the intros and outros. Mm. It is why I come to work. And unfortunately, because we are running behind schedule, it doesn't look like we're actually going to be able to do these properly. I hate the intros and outros. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm calm as can be. No, I, I know. We're sorry, folks. We'll, uh, we'll give you a minute longer tomorrow. And I just wanted to talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. And now we can. I mean, we can. We can talk. Well, that's what we can focus on. So the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer was just uploaded about an hour ago. And well, ironically... I'll well, tell you what. Do you want to... We'll throw to the show. Mm. We'll do this as a short intro. And then we'll do that as a very short outro. Go for it. Okay. Well, we're going to be talking about how Money in the Bank might be ruined by this week's Monday Night Raw. Here's the show. Can maybe have a ladder match with the people who have been announced for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view so far. Uh, we got the raw side of the Money in the Bank ladder matches, the men's and women's, by Alexa Bliss and a Moment of Bliss segment that's that's a thing. It wasn't still. quite a Moment of Bliss segment, though, really. It was just her in a ring. It was, yeah. But it had, the staging was different, I agree. You had, it wasn't the, at the top the stink of The of it was there. Yeah, you it wasn't at the top of the ramp like all other Moment of Blisses have been. There was no sofa. There was no... I think she usually has a table. But the graphics were on the screen and the the mat, the canvas, was darker. Okay. Oh, I did not pick up on that subtle bit of um, of set dressing. Oh, I know my Moment of Blisses. Mm. Trust me. So, interesting. Uh, Alexa was a, a baby face in this segment. Mm. Yeah. 50 minutes later, <laughs> she'd be healing it up. Because my notes, I was like, huh, Alexa's a baby face this week. That's a bit weird. I mean, I know they flip-flop it all the time, but interesting, she's a baby face for this segment or this week. And then later on in the show, I was like, oh, no, she's a heel now, I guess. Uh, so the inconsistent Bliss character 
continues. Mm. But she was out to announce who was going to be in the Raw side of things for Money in the Bank. We're getting four men from Raw, four men from SmackDown, four women from Raw, four women from SmackDown over in the lady person's match, which we'll come on to momentarily. But Ollie Davis, why don't you tell us who is in the men's Money in the Bank for Raw? Dun, 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 dun. So Braun Strowman, last year's winner. Last year's ruiner of money in the bank. Yeah, last year's failed cash-in. Which they didn't mention. They brought up that Baron Corbin failed to cash-in a lot, but never mentioned that Braun also failed to cash-in. So the other person is Baron Corbin. Braun Strowman and Baron... You look at that entire roster, and it's not as deep as it is on SmackDown, but still, of all the people on Raw... Like, I get excited about mid-card... I mean, I guess everyone's a mid-carder these days. But work-rate, guys. Yeah. Work-rate, Andrade's... Well, he's on SmackDown. Yeah, but I just but they, can't okay, remember anyone to, now. To your, to your point, last week that show was like, hey, look at this new mid-carder talent we've got that we're going to start pushing as serious guys. Cesaro, Robert Roode. Robert Hey, Rude. Cedric Alexander's over here. Yes. Hey, maybe we'll do something with, with Ricochet. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. But instead, it's just like, no, we're putting Braun in there. And I think that post-Superstar shakeup. To put in four lads that were on Raw anyway really doesn't feel like much of a shake-up. Yeah, it didn't feel... I, I forgot about that. Uh, and, th- and then we got Drew McIntyre. We love Drew McIntyre. Has not been booked effectively for about seven months now. And I get, he's another guy. I don't look at Drew McIntyre and I think, ladder match. Eight-man ladder match. He, could, he Conceivably, he could be pretty good walking around with the briefcase. Uh, that, that could work. But yeah... But Strowman, Corbin, and McIntyre, who were, I feel they've all been part of the same vortex at some points. Yeah, yeah. Strowman and Corbin, Strowman and uh, McIntyre yep. with the Dogs of War. Yeah, and McIntyre Cor- with Corbin. Corbin. With the mid-card of evil. Just yeah. all feuding with each other and feuding together. And then Ricochet. Yes, Ricochet is a successful pick. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because what is more suited to a Ricochet match than a ladder? It's hey, just natural. Got to look at the uh, the ladder match they had for the North American Championship last year mm. down in NXT and be like, hey, Ricochet is built for this sort of match. He should be very, very fun. So I guess we've got to hope that SmackDown can really bring the work rates into this yeah. match. And look, I'll be honest with you. I get why they put Baron Corbin in. I completely understand why Baron Corbin's in this match because we don't want him to be in the match. It's and the heat. It's the heat, exactly. We don't want to see Baron Corbin get pushed. We don't want to see him in main events. We don't want to see him in feuds. We don't want to see him in the Money in the Bank. So he's given all of those things because that's the heat. Mm. It's, it's successful heat, some argue to me. I think it's probably go-away heat, but that's just me. Yeah, like, I, I get why he's there. I don't think anyone's tuning in to watch Baron get beaten up. That's the key to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, go away heat is, I just don't want to see you. Actual heat is, like, I want to tune in just to see you get beaten up. Yeah, that's a successful heel. Um, like, otherwise, last week's main event segment wouldn't have had the single largest drop-off in history when Baron Corbin was announced for the main event. Yeah. when and- It was when he won. That's and he, you know, you realised he was coming back for the final match. That's when all the viewers started leaving. No, no, it's because uh, all the stars are injured. That's oh. why. That's yeah. why ratings are down. Vince McMahon told us that it's it's all because of that. Yeah. That and and YouTube, I'm reliably told, mm. is yeah. the reason why ratings are down. So not and apart ricochet aside, 
Uh, maybe they're just going to put loads of big guys and ricochet so ricochet can just flip around onto people. Catch me over here. Catch me over there. Who would you like to see from the SmackDown side of things go in? Obviously Andrade. But I think Andrade's going to be tied up with Finn. Mm, maybe in the same match. Maybe Finn will be in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier Woods. That's a good show. That's as, a great show. As, yeah. as a sort of person in there. I've kind of forgotten. Look, I'm, I'm not very sure who's where. Because just when I think I've got a hold on it, like a bar of soap in the Usos penitentiary, it just slips out of my hand and Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson turn up. Yeah. When they showed up, I genuinely had a moment where I was like, did I forget? Did I forget they traded? I just assumed, oh, I didn't read an article that's, on the website over the I weekend. as well. I was like, oh, it probably happened last week and I just didn't notice. Uh, I'm going on to the, the Wikipedia Smackdown page. Uh, Apollo Crews. Is a lad. Really not got injured. Chad Alistair Gable. Black. Alistair Black, Chad Gable, Buddy Murphy I'd like to see in there. Andrade. Oh, yeah, Buddy Murphy. Well, we just said Buddy Andrade's title with Finn. Ali, yeah. shout. Uh, Elias. Jinder. Oh, no, he's got the match with Jinder. Hey, Jinder got his biggest push ever when he was part of SmackDown. Maybe we'll get that Mahal magic once again. Nakamura. Yeah, he's going to be tied up in the tag feud, I'd imagine, because Jeff's injured. I reckon they're going to put the tag belts on them. Well, Matt, just on his own. We're we're joined by Randy Andy Datsun, by the way, if you're you're thinking who that disembodied voice is. You forget to introduce me again. We forgot to introduce Ryback's favourite WrestleTalk.com writer, Randy Andy Datsun. Bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this this opening segment where Alexa Bliss, yeah, she was a babyface. She was like, here's Braun Strowman, little. But if she is a babyface, just make for all the people who sat through Mixed Match Challenge. Give them something. Just give them a little reference here where they were once a tag team. Yeah. But not even that. So she's she's positive on that sort of stuff. But then when Baron Corbin comes out, she starts to list off all the things he's been. Retired Kurt Angle, former acting general manager of War, whatever it is. Yep. And then she goes, oh, script it. I'm Baron not going to do that because I'm a babyface and boo, he's a heel. Mm. So that's infuriating. There's... There's multiple layers of things to find issue with here. And it's it's remarkable as well, because I didn't think we'd have a lot to talk about with this show. Because this was a very boring episode oh, yeah. of Raw. There was nothing happening on this show. Uh, someone summed it up on Reddit quite perfectly. It was like, man, that episode of uh, Firefly Funhouse had loads of rubbish filler around it. Because <laughs> that's all I want. I just want Bray Wyatt's three-minute skits every week now. Yeah. So I uh, I mean, you'll get it again on SmackDown tomorrow. I um, <laughs> I left my laptop charger at the office yesterday. Mm. So I woke up this morning at half past five, ready to watch Raw, sat up, and I was like, oh, I haven't got my charger. I'll, I'll watch as much of Raw as I can, then I'm just going to have to go into the office and do my news when I get there. I got to the uh, the Bray Wyatt segment, I think. Mm-hmm. Battery ran out, so I jumped on the tube. By the time I'd got to the office, I'd forgotten everything I'd seen. I thought to myself, I might have to start watching the show again. <laughs> I cannot remember a single thing that happened. I was going back on my notes going like, did I really have a match with Gallows and Anderson? Did yeah. I, just like, like dream this. I, I got up too early. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't had tea yet. It's like that 2.30 email I sent you once mm. when I sleptwalked. Uh, so that's the men's side of things. Uh, that they all—it turned into a match. It was Braun and uh, Ricochet versus McIntyre and Corbin, because Balor's on SmackDown now. Yeah, and now Ricochet is the guy with all the big guys tagging with Braun Strowman. He's going to get worked get over work, a lot. Get it worked over by Braun the Strowman's going to get tagged in, yep. and then Ricochet hits a high fly move 
when the match is practically won. Oh, yeah. This is so repetitive to what they did with Finn Balor. And it's unfortunate he hasn't got a Leo Rush to beat up either. I know. So it's just, it's really worrying. And I, I really, I've been post WrestleMania. I'm really struggling to be optimistic about anything WWE does. Because you could say, hey, Ricochet's in the Money in the Bank ladder match. They said they're going to make this year's winner a star. Hey, he's in there with Braun Strowman. He'll get the rub. And I'm like, but I've seen this with Finn Balor for, for a year where he's just flattened out more and more and more because he's not the person they're ever going to focus on, even though he is the most talented, definitely. I think that's objectively... You can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. And I would say has the most potential upside for appealing to a large mainstream audience and breaking through to that that larger TV viewership. Young, good-looking lad, very high, like incredibly athletic. Kids are going to absolutely love him because he does the big flip-de-doos. And yet he doesn't feel special whatsoever. He just feels like another body on the roster. Mm-hmm. He is someone to tag with Braun up against the mid-card of evil. Yeah, that's, that's, it's a shame. Uh, but the only other thing of note is Baron Corbin blind tagged himself in after Drew had hit a Claymore and lost them the match. He, and didn't, Drew... he didn't hit the Claymore. He set up to hit the Claymore. Oh, I thought so, he hit the Claymore. No, he was setting up to do it because Ricochet uh... Uh, was going to have the match lost because he's a loser mm. and, uh, and he's small. But um, then Baron tagged himself in and, uh, yeah, Drew punched him. And yeah. that led to the power slam and six thirty. Oh, we're just getting another tag next week. You know that. Yep. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh god. At least it wasn't Baron and Drew versus AJ and Seth, <laughs> which is what I thought it would be. And Baron Corbin was out of the way. There was no main event segment with Corbin. It was all out of the way in the first half. Mm-hmm. We had Shane instead. Uh, and then the women's Money in the Bank segment. This was. Bad. <laughs> My notes are just bad. This is very bad. Oh, this is getting worse. Somehow this is getting worse. Mm. It the I've seen porn films with a higher work rate of acting in, than this segment. Yeah. I, this it was horrendous. <sighs> it was badly written as well. Just to throw it over the edge. So it was a another, a second moment of bliss segment, this time in the usual staging at the top of the ramp. Alexa comes out. She says, here's the first person. It's Natalia. And Natalia sits down and says, I am going to be the winner. And Alexa <laughs> says, no, uh, shut up. Why are you stepping over all my words? It's time to announce the next person. So she's being a heel again out of nowhere. And it's Dana Brooke who's the next person. Dana Brooke goes over to Natalia and says, well, you get all the opportunities. I'm going to be the winner. I've been waiting for weeks for my opportunity. You've had yours for 10 years. And you know what? They have the gall to build on a storyline that they dropped two months ago. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? I know. <laughs> Dana Brooke and Natalia. I think it was because someone was injured and Dana Brooke had to pair with Natalia it was heading into were, the Elimination Chamber. It was, yeah, they were trying to, like, trying to fudge together women's tag teams to create a tournament. Yes, and uh, that they sort of spun out of that, this idea that Natalia and Brooke were having a mini feud. Dana was trying to prove herself Who? to Natalia. What did I say? Dana. Dana. <laughs> Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. That's how you say it in Surrey. <laughs> and... They, yeah, now out of nowhere, they dropped that. They never did anything with it. They advertised matches. Yeah, after that first match. And the following week, there was a really rubbish bit when Natalia had headphones on. Do you remember this skit? Oh, yeah. 
And Dana... Apparently we were idiots because we didn't get what they were trying to tell us. It was an AirPods thing, apparently. Oh, right, yeah. And Dana was like, the... She said, I'm going to make it up to you and all this stuff. But she thinks Natalia's ignoring her. When instead, Natalia has the most powerful noise-canceling AirPods I've ever heard of then. Yeah. Because she was right there. Yeah, you'd have felt her presence, like, walking into the room. Anyway, we, sorry, we're, we're missing the unavoidable fact. Dana Brooke and Natalia are not interesting performers. Like, they definitely haven't been booked that way, at least. And it's just, they're, they're not too exciting people I'm, for a Money in the Bank match. I'm going to go to bat for Dana, though. Dana at least feels like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, like, and she, she did, did have, after the Rousey feud, it, there was something yeah. there. I'm going to go to bat for Dana. But then they announced Dana. Naomi, and I was like, yep, that seems about right. And then I was like, well, who's the fourth person going to be? Ugh, it'll be someone like Sarah Logan or Ruby Wright. That would be really interesting in this. And I should have seen it. But as soon as Bliss said, I'm now about to introduce the fourth person, and she's very excited, I was like, oh, it's Bliss, isn't it? Hmm. And that's good, I guess. That she's not concussed. Well, <laughs> quite. Yeah. Um, I was like, but yeah, I like Alexa Bliss, and and I think she'll be you know good at the match. But I was, we haven't seen Sarah Logan or Ruby Riot. Like Sarah Logan has had nothing since her actual momentum building yeah. battle royal performance, where we came out going like, can't wait to see what Sarah Logan does next. Apparently, it's nothing. She's had as much TV time as Sasha Banks, mm. and she's trying to quit. Well, Liv Morgan is injured. She's on SmackDown. Well, you know, it's, it just it affects all of the previous faction. Members. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it really? I, I mean, yeah, Bliss. I'm not excited about that either. Like Bliss, she's she's not seemingly had a good run of of health recently because of the concussions late last year and how sparingly she's been used in the ring. I still, I, I must, I've got to think those two are related. To put her in a ladder match, I'm not sure is the best idea. However. I thought it was going to be Tamina. So I'm over the moon. <laughs> I think this is uh, a, a 100% success. Do you know what? You've got a point. When you're right, you're absolutely right. When she was talking and I was thinking they put so many like larger framed people but, um, in the... You can't yeah. say big. Larger framed well, people in the first some, match. Put, they put three baby faces in there. Yeah. They've got to put a heel in here somehow. I think Natalia's weirdly turned heel. Um, oh, is she? If she... I, th- I felt like, you know, when she sat down at the starters, I am the best. I will be champion. And then she kind of, Dana Brooke felt more like the baby face. There. Sorry, I, yeah, parrot back. Uh, yeah, I don't, just don't be surprised if she's suddenly a full out heel next week. And continues that feud with Dana Brooke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that turned into a match, but not between. So there were four women out there. Three of them were in gear. The one who wasn't in gear is the one who had the match. And I thought to myself, considering I actually criticized the company for doing this last week, for quite clearly setting up these matches to be because they're all in their gear, and I think it's very contrived. I actually quite liked the fact that Bliss was the one who was having the match because she, was in, she wasn't in her gear, and it, meant it felt a bit more impromptu. Because mm. they did this earlier in the night. The Miz came out for a Miz TV segment with elbow pads and knee pads on. And I'm like, well, he's having a match then. Come on. He's going to have an impromptu match. This isn't Miz's first rodeo. <laughs> he knows his segments always end in a match. Apart from when he comes out in a suit. Then yeah. he knows it won't end up in a match. I uh, so, so this match was kind of interesting because it was structured around... Well, at least there was a point to it. Uh, you don't often see this in WWE, where Alexa had changed out her high heels for 
uh, flats. Yeah. And she was going to wrestle in normal shoes, but she hadn't had time to put her shoelaces on, so Naomi attacked her. Pretty heel move. <laughs> I was going to say, bearing in mind... <laughs> Alexa Bliss is their heel and Naomi's the baby face. She was acting like a proper dick throughout this. Yeah. Bliss just wanted to tie her shoelaces up and Naomi kept knocking it down. So it was, yeah, and like the, the way you get around that is by making it obvious that the heel is using the shoelace spots to get time to recover or stuff like that. But that's not what they did. And surely the heel should use the shoe As a to, hit, to hit the baby face. Baby face ducks and gets the win. That's how you tell this psychological story. But that's not what happened. It was just Alexa coming back to her shoes three more times and then both shoes coming off and Naomi beating her. Yeah, the shoes come off and then Naomi stands there and stares at them for a little bit and you think, ah, the distraction. And then he throws them down, hits the rear view and wins. Mm. Why is the legged moonsault? I, I've got to think that this is from Alexa. What, you think it's Alexa's booking? I think it's Alexa's idea. And just because, I wouldn't have said this, but back earlier in the year, there was that really weird segment with the coffee cup and Alexa didn't have her top on. And I was like, well, that's naff. That's so obviously Vince McMahon written. But then you hear, no, that was totally Alexa Bliss's idea. It was her tribute to Trish. (laughs) Great. It's how (laughs) Trish wants to be remembered for her wrestling career. And then there's been a few things like that since in Alexa Bliss segments. Like, the heavy machinery stuff coming out. Yeah. I'm like, this is weirdly naff, but in a different way to how WWE's usually naff. And I thought this was also naff. The The same same kind of naff. So I'm putting this all together in Alexa's idea bargain bin basement Mm -hmm. thing. That she, yeah, for whatever reason, she can pitch ideas and people go, that's a good idea, let's try it out. Because it seems like real day one-ish. I'm going to base a, 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 a match around my shoes not being tied up. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, Cole Cabana can make it work, yeah. but this was rubbish. I did not like this at all. Uh, I thought it was bad. Yes. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, so thank you, the Kessel Run DX Solo. Whoa, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Arnie K, the K stands for the coolest dude ever. He's the best. Ah. He's the best. Jerry was a race car driver. Spiker. Spiker. Yeah. Whoa, Jerry yeah. was a race car driver. Woo. Let's have a drink. Christopher Travis Merryman. Oh, yeah, Merryman. He Merryman. is Merry. The Beast, Brock Taylor. Whoa, Woo. Yeah. yeah. Supernova, Steve Harris. Yeah, oh, yeah. nice. Come on. Uh, football in the groin, Colton James Holman. Holman, like Molman. Ah, right. yeah, I like it. Uh, oh, sorry, it's me. Uh, <laughs> Wrestle Talks personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Yeah. Yes. This is the K. Kale. This is the tail. Can, can we get. I want Ollie to do this one. Okay. This is the tale of Captain Jack Spowage. 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 I love Tortuga. <laughs> uh, I'll do the next one then. Uh, the Monster Among Patreons, Brian Strowman. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh, Stream Slayer. Yeah. yeah. Ollie again. Oh, is it mean? Uh, Sayonara, Kane Grant. Yes. Or Kaney. We we, we're, really we're not really sure. The Kansas City Killer, Jason Warner. Dangerous. Jonathan, King of the Ring. Yeah. yeah. Missed that pay-per-view. Bad Connection, Thomas Lagden. Lagden. Oh, I like it, I Lag, like it. right? Get it? Good one. Jerry Berger <laughs> and Fries. It's Gary. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Yes, oh, does. Gary. What did you say? Sorry, I said Jerry. Because <laughs> there's two R's. Yeah. Your son of a bitch, Dylan Tyrell Reed. Yeah. Whoa. Dylan. Yeah. Josh Fenwick, Chapter 2. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shimmy got Zachary Robert Crowley Barros stepped Whoa. over here there he ain't no small man he's William Tallman thank you very much thank you ever so much uh, yes, you can tell that it's just been payday because we have had a lot of lovely, lovely donations. So thank Woo! you very much. Uh, and to anyone wondering, uh, I may have upset Ryback in a news piece by calling him unpopular. Uh, and then he messaged me privately on Twitter, calling me a disgrace to the human race uh, and then blocked me. So. And then he retweeted. And then he retweeted uh, a, a picture, picture of, of my you. own face saying that I wasn't allowed to have an opinion about anything, let alone wrestling. So... Um, but was, I mean, it was just, funny though because you did text us about this last night, and you were like, "I just quoted him directly. I don't know what he's so mad about." And it was only after a few more texts you're like, "I mean, in the article, I did say he was boring and really unpopular." And I'm like, "Well, that's probably what he was I didn't angry say really, about." I said that his gimmick got a bit boring, which is true <laughs> to you. But, so, if but if someone said to me I was boring, I wouldn't message him saying you're a disgrace to the human race. 
Would you? <laughs> I, I get that all the time, mate. People say that to yeah. me literally on a daily basis. No, that's true. But you are. Let's, de- let's do these super chats. Uh, yes, let's uh, let's get through them. Gavin Wilson was the first with with rumours of tag belt redesigns. Hardy's versus H and R agreed on Twitter. Who's H and R? Hawkins and Ryder. Hawkins and Ryder. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But never happened. Champs. And no tag teams left on SmackDown. Could we see the tag belts unified? I've been saying for uh, the last couple of months that I think they should unify the tag team division and have them across both brands. I think it'd be the best thing for them. They I don't d- have enough tag teams. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, to, to be honest, I think all of the rosters should just be one thing Are you again. Calling now? for an end of brand split. I don't know, mate. I, I said that, and I got a lot of stuff on Twitter about it. I so. don't know. It's just it's been so bad recently. But the way I understand the Fox deal is that Fox don't Not want Fox. Yeah, they they don't want their show that they've just spent all this money on to promote people on another network. Yeah. So if you were to unify the tag belts. The women's belts are another thing that's going to be strange. You can't, you can't have. It will have to be separated again come October. Mm. So, uh, Nixie, no, no comment, but a nice little donation there from Nixie. Thank you very much. Uh, Armless ambidextrous says more crap gimmick wrestling, please. Hey, Saturday show Tune every in. Saturday, yeah, every Saturday from now on. We yeah, yeah, we did miss it for like two weeks because we didn't give you enough content over WrestleMania month. Uh, Vernon Jeffries says, Hey, Ollie or Luke, send me a shout out. Vernon Jeffries. Vernon, Vernon Jeffries. Thank you, Vernon. Thank you kindly. Uh, Ryan F. God damn it, Baron Corbin. Money in the bank is ruined and it's all your fault, but I hope McIntyre wins. WWE needs to get him away from Corbin. I think I would just put him closer to Corbin. I just feel that they'll then feud it'd, over the briefcase. He'd give Corbin the briefcase. <laughs> this is yours, my liege. <laughs> you earned it. this, hot sire. I don't. I. I mean, I. Out of those four, Ricochet is is the brightest, but I wouldn't want to put the briefcase on him. Really, he'd have to. Yeah, it's just it's too much too soon for him. Baron's winning. Oh god, god. As long as it's not Braun, I think putting the belt uh, belt putting the case on Braun last year was the biggest mistake they could have possibly made in the, in that lineup they had. And it, as soon as they put it on him, they didn't know what to do, so they just had him bully Kevin Owens mm. and then lose it in a uh, via no contest inside a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Louise Marie says, "Just in time to see my favourites." Cheers from Oz. Ah, well, thank you kindly. Good day. We, you're our favourite too. I think she meant me. Uh, Happy Anderson says, will the Superstar Shake-Up ever end? <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah, well, yeah. let's see on SmackDown tonight when... Who do you think is going to jump across? Oh, I don't know. Really? It won't be anyone of note. Well, the B team jumped across. Yeah. B team yeah, so University. It's, it's, it's very much undercard stuff. But maybe they'll forget that Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder are the tag champs and yeah. they'll show up on SmackDown. I bet you Robert Roode shows up. Hmm. Not a bad shout. Yeah. Uh, who's more forgettable, Reigns as IC champ or Jack Swagger as heavyweight champ? Very niche question. Jack Swagger as heavyweight champ, without a as doubt. As more forgettable. More forgettable mm. than Reigns. Although, actually, having said that, mm. I did forget that Reigns was IC, IC champ. When was that? That was in the build-up to WrestleMania 34. Oh, yeah. uh, because the idea was they wanted to make him a Grand Slam winner. Um. Then they never put the universal title on him. <gasps> ah! uh, I would, but I always remember that Jack Swagger win beating Chris Jericho, yeah. beating Chris Jericho so, because yeah, so of that. And also, I often think there was this weird period where 
Seamus and Jack Swagger were world champions way too early in their careers. Yeah. And we were all asking for something fresh and they gave us something fresh and we were like, no, <laughs> you've done it wrong. I think the only reason I would have said Jack Swagger is because I can't tell you a single title defense that he mm. had. I would guess it was against Randy Orton, but that, that really is like a throwing a dartboard or throwing a dart at a dartboard. Well, Reigns had very few title defenses. Was one against Baron Corbin? Uh, no, no, I don't think he was at that level then. I think it was also on SmackDown. Yeah, maybe. Well, Swagger on with cashing in on Jericho. Yes, so. and Jericho's shoe fell off. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Bobby McBride says, Greetings from Kansas. Loving the show. Well, Cheers, Bobby. from Kansas. Uh, guess who's next? Thomas. Thomas. Thomas says, Robert Roode should be in the Money in the Bank match. Him and his sexy moustache plays sexy music. Agreed. In style uh, thingies. Uh, 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 completely uh, agreed. He should have uh, been there. Better than dum uh, Sean bum, bum, Turner bum, bum, says bum, Shane, bum. Bobby and Elias are the new mid-card of evil I hope they put Baron Corbin <laughs> through a table but I know it's going to be the evil mid-card group it's going to be his evil mid-card group I, um, I think Elias should be jealous that Shane's found himself a new best friend over on Raw mm. the, the mid-card the omni-Shane <laughs> Has, has transcended brands, unfortunately. Yep. I told you it was going to happen. But for all the people asking where the Robert Muse moustache music comes from, by the way, it's like a paid-for subscription service. So I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that people are asking, no one has mentioned your hair today, Luke. Um, oh, that's a shame. Uh, Start Recording says, do you think we'll finally start to see WWE push their black talent for main event titles after Kofi's success more often now? As in, yeah, push yeah. black talent more often. Alistair? Uh, well, him as well, I guess. But I think they more meant sort of uh, people of African descent. Uh, I don't... Who, who else have they got? Because Bobby Lashley isn't... Like, he's sort of dead in the water now. Um, he's Shane McMahon's lackey. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's a way to get the rub. Apollo um, Crews. Yeah. Big E, Xavier. Big E, yeah. Big e, Xavier. Yeah, well, I, I would hope... Yeah, I would, yeah of we, course. One would, one would hope. I just want the best people that the fans connect with to be pushed. But Absolutely. yeah, it does seem that there has been not an agenda, but sort of a, an unconscious selection like, over the oh. last couple of decades yeah. where certain people have missed out on stuff. I found out quite recently that Coronation Street in 2019 have introduced their first black family. That's the North. Though. That show has been on the TV station for 70 years. Mm. Uh, Invoke Dragon says do you think AJ Styles should get back together with Gallows and Anderson they can call themselves Bulletproof I well they were called the club when they were I thought Mm. they were going to come out uh, at the end of the show yeah same here especially I was waiting for it to happen because AJ had a line at the start of the main event contract signing that we'll talk about later where he's like as you know very well you do unexpected things when you really want something. And he kept talking about how Seth doesn't have any backup anymore. Yeah, yeah, the shield have split up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love that, but I also just want Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson to leave. Yeah. Dominic Campbell, why not Joe instead of Corbin? He's champion. He's feuding with Ray getting pinned by him. True. Uh, <laughs> Pat, Patrick Cooper, would you guys like to see a rude beat Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. I f- really feel we can get some awesome promos and matches from him. He needs, yeah, he needs a bit more rebuilding yeah. before you get into a SummerSlam main event slot. Like, he needs a lot more rebuilding. He could have been, though. Could have been, he absolutely. Been. From the get-go, could have mm. been. Yeah, actually, champion. Start recording. Do you think 
uh, a Bala versus Sheamus feud for the IC title has good potential for an Irish versus Irish feud. Um, yeah, I, I'm 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 worried about Sheamus because he's been dealing with spinal stenosis for quite a few years now, and I was always surprised that he kept wrestling. Hmm. Um, but he, he works out a lot. I just I just feel like he's one of those people that. Hasn't got long left in the ring, unfortunately. Just because of the nature of his injury. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Seamus, I, I love Seamus as a single star. Always have done. Yeah. So, sure. Sure. Uh, Derek Ayala, love you guys. I will become a Patreon very soon. Question, why do you think we do not get consistent story slash no story at all? Keep up the great work. We love you too. But it's because Vince changed his mind. Mm. That's all it is. Yeah, the, the writing team seemed to genuinely want to to write long-term stories and all this stuff character consistency what happened to mojo in the mirror yeah but but you you it seems to all be run by a guy who comes in very late in the day and goes now nah, i want to do this yeah there's been like this past weekend has shown us that telling long-term consistent stories in the avengers and game of thrones really pays off and gets people really really interested and one of those does 1.2 billion dollars in its opening weekend the other one is one of the most talked about things like in the entire world but wwe have just like that's not the way to do it is it that's not how you draw ratings mm. it's it's randomness that's how you draw ratings and baron corbin heat they don't respect their viewers i think yeah uh, Rocky Balboa says, "Hey guys, are you ready to see John Cena on Fast and Furious Nine in 2020?" I know, right? That is a good move. Yeah, especially if all the the Rock Rift stuff is true. And uh, as well, like they've, uh, I think Keanu Reeves is in for Hobbs and Shaw as well. Oh, brilliant! Like Keanu Reeves and John Cena are about like they're two actors that I look at and be like, God, I hope they're in the MCU at some point. <laughs> Uh, Kevin says can Johnny Gargano stay on NXT forever please I'm not ready to see him getting the Bala Ricochet every other small guy treatment also Raw was bore yeah he will yeah. get that treatment won't he because he's small mm. uh, Victor Vega in one of his unusual messages says me and my girlfriend Brie Larson didn't watch Raw uh, Ty cool. Hankey says who cuts the best promos in WWE Ooh, probably Paul Heyman <laughs> Yeah, Paul Heyman, Daniel Bryan, or Sami Zayn right now. I think yeah. of, of the bunch who, who's on TV weekly, it'll be Sami Zayn by a long shot. He's, mm. he's amazing. Yeah. Shed Power, what do you think of Eric Young being AOP manager? I don't know what happened to my voice there. Um, I don't know if they need a manager, do they? You've got to join the Wyatt family, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do need a manager. It's just that manager is Paul Ellery. Yes. He's yeah. the manager that makes the most sense. Um, Chris Blank just want to say you guys are awesome you're awesome too Chris Blank no, you're thank awesome, you Chris, Chris. Um, we've got a lot of these how many more do you do, want uh, well should we get into the main review because we're half hour into the yeah, show so, so one we... more one more then please um, Start Recording says what is your favourite wrestling merchandise that you've ever bought oh good question my CM Punk white shirt with the uh, was it red stars in the middle you know the, the classic one. CM Punk yeah. one I, I adore the guy and uh, that was I spent a lot of shipping money. Money I didn't have at the time to get that T-shirt as fast as humanly possible. Uh, I'm going to say my, uh, my, I guess my Chris Brooks T-shirt that I bought because I bought it off Chris Brooks and I was, I was pretty bad at it. Hmm. Yeah. There we and go. I, I was too ashamed. And I was too embarrassed. Not too embarrassed, but I was too like nervous to say anything else because I, I, I really like him. Yeah, I, was like, I really like him. I didn't want to get it wrong. 
Well, remember, stick around, folks, because we'll be getting to the rest of your su- su- super chats at the end of the show. And right after that, we're going over to Screen Stalker, and we're going to be playing and live streaming some 2K19 and being very bad at it. Oh, yeah. Laurie and housemate Simon are coming in for that, too. Uh, you, could you put a link in the Randy, in the, in in the, the chat? Uh, I can. Put a link second. in the Randy. Yeah. Uh, so, after the men's Money in the Bank announcements and ensuing tag match, we've got another tag match. Yeah, we've got another tag match. The Usos came out singing their own theme song, hmm. acting like pricks. I've watched this back several times because I don't know if I like it. I don't. So Their they- music is great, but them coming out aggressively singing it, it just sounds like people don't want to... Like, it's... They're kids at a party who are just like, I want to sing my own song. I don't want to hear the music you mm. want to play. I want to play. I want to play my own song, and I'm going to sing it at you. But no one wants to hear it. I didn't hate it, but I did find it quite awkward because the crowd were confused. It wasn't oohs, oohs, yeah. which is a very clear call and response mechanism. Uh, and then they got into the ring, and the music stopped. They both had mics, looked at each other, walked around... And the music started playing again and they started singing. It's because they were only doing the, the opening bars before like the rap kicks in. Hmm. So I guess they wanted to just sort of fade it down and then start it back up again so they could do the opening bars again. It was, it came off like a production error. Uh, but yeah, let's hope they don't do that anymore. And then who should turn up to face them? Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yeah, Anderson <laughs> in, in an inset promo calls their team bulletproof. Hmm. I wrote in my notes, well, looks like they needed someone to beat, so here they are. But then Gallows and Anderson took 90% of this match, which I think is like a really bad call. The Usos have only just moved to Raw, and yeah, I know everyone watches the same shows here, like they're they're, they're coming coming off of all the momentum from SmackDown, but you also want to have a hot start on your new brand. And here they, they they get their asses handed to them. Also, SmackDown has a smaller audience, so there are going to be people on yeah. here who probably haven't seen them, <clears throat> seen them in this new version of the gimmick. So they're beaten for 90% of the match by a team that have not Pardon been on, on screen for a, the best part of a year. So they, I thought they, they looked rubbish coming out of that. Corey. And then we got another bit after Corey this. on commentary was like, I've never seen the Usos dominated like this. <laughs> we shouldn't be. No. Not by Gallows and Anderson at the very least. But yeah, then uh, they cut a promo calling out the revival. And they showed this footage that they secretly filmed backstage. It was, it was quite hilarious. Um, and was it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, no, I'm being sarcastic. Okay. Um, and uh, it's them sort of in the locker room area. And he's like, yo, 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 come look at this. Look at this. And they're filming the revival. And it's Dawson shaving Dash Wilder's back. And... They cut to two guys in the crowd who, to say they were barely laughing, would be an overstatement. They literally went, huh. Yeah, sort of, oh, that's rubbish. <laughs> that kind of laugh. And then, uh, yeah, and then Dawson comes out, seemingly making a Hogan reference. Hmm. It seemingly came out, I was like, don't know when you're being recorded, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should, have, we should have listened to that pep talk and, apo- sorry, apology. <laughs> yeah. We mean apology. <laughs> And he said, uh, that's an invasion of privacy, brother. Mm. Um, and then they like, said, like, Dash says that, hey, I'm a, I'm a real man. I've got hair on my back. And Dawson's my best friend. I asked him to help me out. And I was like, yeah, that's sound logic. Yeah. Like, he's a good friend. And then when they have the tag match later on, Corey Graves, they heal Corey Graves and babyface Renee Young are going like, 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's really nice what they did. I think it's actually, it shows they're really close as a tag team. They're really close as friends. I think it's a very nice thing they did for each other. That this is that this is bad territory because the revival, I thought, came across as goofily lovable here. Yeah, and they're very good performers, so they made it like they did the best with this crap, crap material that they had. But now the Usos look a bit like dicks. Oh, totally. Off the back of them singing the theme tune. Yeah, and writing, writing the, the theme, theme tune, tune. <laughs> and then losing to Gallows and Anderson for ninety percent like, four minutes of a five-minute match. I I didn't I was not a fan of this and it's made me worried that Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon have seen the Usos a ma- uh, an act that has been really wonderfully cultivated over on SmackDown before they went to SmackDown they were well I guess they were part of the AJ but they were still like face paints. Yeah, yeah. Usos, it was yeah. really when they moved over to the talking the, smack side that they yeah, became when they did the the brand split and they were like we need to completely freshen up mm. this gimmick. I'm worried that they're coming back Dunn and McMahon are seeing this and going, oh, well, you know, let's, let's let it listen to the masters. You're going to sing your theme tune when you come out and you're going to record guys shaving their backs in the showers. Yeah. Although it did give me one of my favorite jokes I've written in a long time. Oh, yeah? It's the, it's the natural conclusion for the Usos penitentiary. <laughs> Sneaking up on guys in the shower. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a moment, and Matthew of Botchamania pointed this out. Later on in the night when the Revival are having their match, the crowd are chanting, shave your back. And Matthew's like, they did. That's what the whole video was about. They've already done it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then we got Miz TV with Bobby Lashley. Leo Rushless, mm. Bobby Lashley. So someone who has reported backstage heat. Uh, I think when the Wrestling Observer and Fightful are reporting it, he's got backstage heat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, mysteriously, he's not around <laughs> not, anymore. Not a, and not even mentioned yeah. in this promo segment. Uh, which again is infuriating because like as a viewer, you're just going to drop stuff. Why, sh- why should I ever invest in anything yeah, if you're just going to let they go of it? Split them up last time and then they just mm. got back together the following week or something. Probably did it in a <laughs> WWE.com video. I thought when Miz started this segment, he was like, I'm looking for new challenges. I was like, so is the Shane feud over? Why aren't you more mad at Shane for him beating you at WrestleMania and like punching your dad? But you're mm. there going like, I want new challenges. And it was only until Shane then came out. I was like, oh no, they are still feuding. And I guess Shane is... Still mad at Miz? Question mark? I don't know. Uh, but Bobby Lashley speaks in the third person a lot now. Oh, that's his new gimmick. Yeah, yeah. what he lacks in Leo Rush, he makes up in more Bobby Lashley. <laughs> and yet Bobby sort of insulted Miz dad, so it all turned into a, a match. Thankfully, Miz was in his gear. Miz, yeah. And I thought Miz was a really effective babyface here. I, I can't believe he's such a good babyface. I am after, stunned. Yeah, after saying for so long... This man should never be a baby face. Yeah. Uh, but then, yet yeah, halfway through the match, uh, Shane McMahon comes out and puts a picture of Miz Dad on the Tron. It's enough for Miz to lose. Yeah, Shane, uh, Miz got distracted. Bobby hit the spear and won. So Shane and Bobby are now like a best friend unit over on uh, Raw, mm. while Shane and Elias are a best friend unit over on SmackDown to feud with Roman Reigns. Well, they're both legit MMA guys. Oh, Shane and Bobby. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. They yeah. are both the best in the world. They can they can tumble backstage together. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. After that, we got the Viking Raiders versus Lucha House Party, which, as crazy as this whole name shenanigans thing has been, they've booked the Viking Raiders very well. I said right at the start, 
like they I don't think you said their talent their talent will get them over their talent will get them past the name no the booking look look at Ricochet and Alistair Black and all those people uh, you can yeah. have the most talented people in the world mm-hmm. flattened out. Oh, yeah, the booking certainly helps. Yeah. But, like, you can book uh, the biggest guy to be the most dominant force. Lars Sullivan, for example. Lars Sullivan comes out to absolute crickets and doesn't seem that threatening or imposing at all. And that's the same level of booking that they're doing. Mm. But here, the Viking Raiders are so good that they in, they am- amplify the booking that they're given. I guess that's a good point, yeah. But it was just, like, the way they hit moves on people. Like, they're just chucking... These, it's, it's a it's, perfect first feud for them. Just three yeah. guys that are like a third, of, a third <laughs> of their size that they can just toss around hither and yonder. I watched some really traumatic footage of killer whales eating a penguin, and they just chuck the penguin around. Crikey, what were you watching? It's, well, it's the, it's the Our Planet David Attenborough Is series on Netflix, on Netflix yeah. Okay. And killer whales are assholes. Lock them all up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Put them in SeaWorld. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't believe that, really. Uh, but the <laughs> Ollie Davis endorses SeaWorld. <laughs> but the yeah, I just thought that this was it was similar the way the Viking radars radars <laughs> radars. I was with thinking Dana Ivar Frank. in my head, and the way they're just throwing these luchas to each other <laughs> and catching them and spearing them down. Yeah, I thought the Raiders looked so, so strong here. Yeah, I thought it was great. Do you call them the Raiders or the Vikings? Uh, the Raiders. Okay. Space Raiders. Then we got the second Moment Bliss segment. Then we got Firefly Funhouse Week 2. Yes. Did you know who makes the puppets? Tom Savini, apparently. Yeah. That's great. So I don't really know who that is, but you've said that enough times for me to, <laughs> to recognise to recognize it. Yeah. Explain. Well, he was, I think, I mean, he's credited for many, many things, but he created Jason, the the Jason look that we know and love, the original Jason, like the 1980 version, but he also did, like, the uh, part four Jason. He's done quite a lot of them. Carl Bleacher, I think, took over after a while. From the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. That's the one, yes. But Tom Savini is sort of like a horror master. In fact, the the character that Corey Feldman plays in Friday 4 is based on Tom Savini. Well, I think that's supremely cool. Yeah, and I, I, I did. I mean, I, and they don't the, want the puppets are a bit naff though. He has worked with WWE before because I think he did Rowan's mask. Remember when mm. he was like the gas yes. mask version of the sheep mask? Yeah. Well, I think in isolation, the puppets are naff, but when they're in the larger Firefly Funhouse set, it's creepy. Yeah. So I think it, it does work. There were so many great, great moments <clears throat> on this. So he's painting today. He's uh, like you would do on a kid's TV show. He's painting. Hey, Bonjour. Kids. Bonjour. <laughs> Paint at home along with us kids. And then is it Randy the Rabbit? It is. Ra- I think it's just called Rambling Rabbit. Oh, Rambling Rabbit. I thought Sorry, it was Randy, Randy the Rabbit. And I was like, oh, funny. They've got their own Randy. I misheard Abigail, though, so yeah, I might be wrong. Um, yeah, well, we thought it was Penny or Peggy or something. But yeah, it's way like, off. Abby. We were way off. Funny, um, and he turns around, he's, got, he's painted a house that's on fire with someone screaming inside. I Yeah, so I've watched it back a few times. I missed the person screaming inside the first <laughs> yeah. time round. That is all, like, it's terrifying. They, they show the close-up and they have the flame sound effects and someone going, ah! And then it cuts back to the studio. Oh, I just hang this up then. Yeah, and he just hangs it up in the house. But then Abby comes up. Abby the witch starts going like, you've learned nothing, Bray Wyatt's. And Bray's just are like, but all the children have forgiven me. I mean, you've forgiven me, haven't you, kids? And the kids go, yeah. And Abby tells him to just keep the noise down. And he's like, 
Abby can be a bit cranky sometimes. She's, she's a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> is that the word of the, the day? Ten, it is the word of the day. It comes up on the screen. I absolutely loved this mm. so, so much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, and, you know, when I said on the little graphic, yeah. like, well, I know Bird Raptor, I know the Witch Lady, what's that rabbit thing? The rabbit is Rambling Rabbit. I've got it. If it is Rambling, rambling Rabbit, that was one of the criticisms against Bray. That these rambling, promos were rambling, rambling and yes. never paid off on anything. That's so good. So now you've got like these three puppets that are actually elements of his character. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was Bray voicing Abigail. Mm. Oh, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what's the Ryan Reynolds movie with where he voices the pets? The Voices. The Voices, yeah. Great like, film. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good concept. And <laughs> I, I, I feel like that might be where they're going with this. But here's Way to Ruin Bray's new gimmick number 48, WWE. <laughs> it comes down to the ring with the puppets. And he's in, a, he's in a faction with the puppets. And he uses the puppets to beat people up. Well, I am I'm remaining op- optimistic on this because I think Bray is... It, this is a, clearly a Bray creation. This mm. feels like it's very much driven by Bray. And I suppose you, know, you can only drive it so far until Vince McMahon takes the wheel. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful for it nonetheless. There's a mo- my favorite moment of this whole thing, though, and I loved this segment. Yes, yeah, loved, it was loved, a home run. Loved it. But my favorite moment of this is when he's saying, like, hey, you know, you've just got to follow along. All you've got to do is let me in. Mm. And there's this moment where you can almost feel him breaking into the old Bray Wyatt maniacal and he just goes, bye! Yeah. And just snaps back into child presenter again. It's it's tremendous. Bray Bray's performance is like a revelation. Exceptional. Yes. It's, nominate that man for an Oscar. Absolutely. We should have... It acting. deserved better than Green Room. Yeah. More than Green Room got. At, a, at our end of year awards, we should have best acting. Yeah. Because Paul Heyman would have won it for his Brock Lesnar breakup promo last year. Oh, yeah. But, like, Bray at God the moment is that. is leading the charge here. Yeah. Well, it was all a ruse, and it meant nothing in the like end. Dana and Natalia. Oh, yep. So, that, well, yep, that Dana, could be uh, Dana and Natalia. Uh, the, the other end of the, the awards. Absolutely. The, the raspberries. <laughs> uh, uh, Dominic's back. <clears throat> yeah. So they're picking up that storyline that they started before WrestleMania, then promptly dropped on WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So Dominic was meant to be at ringside for Ray's match. That was announced, and then it never paid off for anything. And then Dominic hasn't been on TV since. Then all of a sudden, he's back with Ray again. And Ray's like, I embarrassed the kid. I embarrassed my family. I embarrassed all my fans. But, you know, I'm a, it's not easy being my size in a world of giants. Oh, you should have stayed on SmackDown, mate. And, uh, yeah, and then he says, I'm going to do this for Dominic. Maybe he was just talking about his family because Dominic is so much taller than him, I mean, too. He lifted up his father with ease. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, Dominic's always got his arm on Ray. Yeah. Like, I'll be looking at a shot of Ray and then this giant hand will just <laughs> appear on his shoulder. In fairness, though, his kid does have, like, his haircut adds a good, like, four mm-hmm. inches to him. Um, then we got the Becky Lynch segment, which a lot of people were very positive on. Were you not? Why? Just, you know. <laughs> It's not a feud I'm into. So and, negative. negative and Ollie I Davis. feel like it's repetitive. So so the, the brawl kind of had a good bit of fire. What happened? Becky came out, had an in-ring promo with Charlie Caruso, calls out Lacey Evans. They go back and forth for a bit. There's a pull-apart brawl. Simple and, I would say, effective. Hmm. I think this did quite a lot for Lacey Evans. I think she needed a segment like this to show that she's not just the catwalk gimmick from the 1990s 
I thought it was actually quite successful in getting her over as someone who could get into a fight and stand up on her own in a fight as well. And she's not just all about lady and class and all this sort of nonsense. I thought it was actually pretty good. I really liked it. Mm. So you're you're kind of on the optimistic side of this. But to, to someone who, you know, I've already said how I feel about this direction for Becky post-WrestleMania, someone who's not on the bandwagon or even remotely near the bandwagon, I'm not at the station, but this would do nothing to convince me. So my question to you is who would you have had Becky against then from the Raw brand? Sasha Banks. Sasha, you can't have Sasha Banks. She's not on TV at the moment. Uh, don't draft Bailey over and have Bailey. Don't draft Ember Moon over and have Ember Moon. Well, you've, you've, you've drafted them. So who else in the Raw brand are you going to pick? Alexa Bliss. She's at Money in the Bank now. Well, you can't just keep. <laughs> I'd, I would have Tamina. I would have. <laughs> your I've been through my reasons why I'm not going to go through them again. Absolutely. But I just uh, so there's many things. I'm maybe it's because I'm being I'm, I'm in that skeptical mindset already. But the big thing I got from this segment was, man, Becky's act feels a bit tired now. Oh yeah. Because I've just I just feel like the last month, with three week three four episodes now since WrestleMania, I think. It's just her coming out on Raw, saying something in the ring. Her coming out on SmackDown, saying something in the ring with both belts, hold them above her head. Like, that's that that like that's what Sami Zayn's been doing. And if I'm saying Sami Zayn, you need to do something now, I can't not have that criticism towards Becky. And Becky's having double the exposure. We we always say it's hard not to be overexposed when you're just on one show. She's doing the exact same stuff, really, on twice a week. I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I can certainly see that. However, I thought she was over today. I thought she, the crowd was the super. Crowd, crowd was yeah. super into everything she had to say. So I don't think she's lost any of her luster. Well, we'll see how that. These aren't the sorts of things that happen now. But I am ahead of the curve, and well, if I, I am think, feeling okay. them, this will this will transpire in about. I think a month. she has had weeks since Mania where she has felt less over than mm. this. So, but perhaps it perhaps it depends on the town she's in. Um, we got a Make a Wish segment, which was really nice. Uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, who are the tag champs, wouldn't you know? Yeah, it's easy to forget. Took on the revival, and I, 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 I got bored by this. I was just, I was so bored by this episode. And this match was the same working over one guy, yeah. then hot tag. Blah. When you have three tag matches on one show in WWE, it really does expose the formula that they have. Mm. And then Ryder does a backslide pin to win over Dawson. Teach her for turning down a contract. I just assumed the Usos were going to run out here at some point, but that didn't play into anything. So the ba- I, I wouldn't be surprised if that back-shaving stuff never plays into anything. Well, they are still feuding from as, as far as I can tell. But then if you're the Usos, why would you want to feud with the guys that lose? Mm. Or with the people who aren't the tag champs. Yeah. Hawkins and Ryder are obviously transitional champions. They're going to drop it to the Vikings or the Experience or whatever they are or the Revival and then they'll be forgotten about. They'll mm. Thanos away. Can you say that anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, then we got a Miz interview backstage. He challenges Shane McMahon to a steel cage match. Yeah. Christ. Came out of nowhere. And then Shane accepted. Yeah. So you've gone from a fool's count anywhere to a condensed... I like that. Thing. Yeah, I, I I don't mind it either. I think that's very effective. I'm just what I worry about Shane. My I just I my deal <laughs> more is that it felt like this program had stopped mm. because 
it hasn't really been talked about much since Postmania. They had that one segment during the Superstar Shakeup when Miz beat him up, but then Miz was back the following week doing something else. And then he was on this show wanting to do something else. So it felt like this story... And then Shane had started a feud with Roman Reigns, but it felt yeah. like they'd already gone off in their separate directions, only to just sort of circle back to each other on this show. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, then Sami Zayn... My favourite match at Mania. Yes. It was a five-star classic. <laughs> Sami Zayn came out and he... I don't know what else we can say here. He's fantastic. He's he's a really good promo. It's the same stuff. He called the fans entitled. <clears throat> That's what he's been doing since three weeks ago. Yeah. And then and then he walked out. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. He, he did say like, well, I, I would love to quit WWE, but it's better to turn up every week and tell you that you're all rubbish. Yeah. So... It's, there's no substance yet. There's no storyline, no other sort of characters on the horizon he might feud with. I know he passed like ships in the night with Cedric Alexander a couple of weeks ago. But no Cesaro, week. no Cedric Alexander, no Robert Roode this week. Yeah. All the stuff we were excited about last week wasn't followed up here. So it's just Vince McMahon yelling at us through a proxy. Yeah. That's all this is. Yeah. And um, to kind of like hammer home just sort of how little importance this felt like it had... As soon as Sami Zayn put the microphone down, Michael Cole was like, let's talk about Shane McMahon. Mm. Like they, didn't, like they didn't even have Michael Cole following up on what Sami Zayn has talked about, saying like, look, we, the WWE, do not agree with what Sami Zayn mm. is saying. We love our fans. We think our fans are very important to this product. Yeah. He just said, oh, Shane's accepted Mrs. Challenge. Let's talk about that. Or just have Renee Young go, damn. Yeah, it's very unbecoming. Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio took on Samoa Joe next. Hey, Which Luke. was sponsored by... Oh, Sonic. Uh, Sonic's Sonic's Red Bull Slush, which sounds gross. I know they keep saying it's your new favourite drink, but that sounds gross. Yeah, the tagline was the only diet with slush in it. <laughs> and I thought, that doesn't sound right. That does not sound <laughs> Uh, but yeah, not not the Sonic that you want it to be sponsored by. Absolutely not, no. I, w I could talk about that trailer for another hour. We're not going to. Oh. Uh, but we had Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe next. And how do you think they're going to beat Joe, Luke? What, did they hit a big move on him and, and get the win? No. No? Oh, roll up. Yeah, a yeah. roll up. And Joe looks angry afterwards. And Joe looks angry yeah, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good match uh, but for the like four or five minutes it went. But yeah, it was... A surprise roll-up from Ray on Joe after a, a miss 619, I think. But it was very slow to get into the pin, so it made Joe look like a complete doofus. That wasn't my problem with it. Apart from, you know, that it's done all the time. Joe's arms were right underneath the rope. Not right underneath the ropes, otherwise the referee wouldn't have counted. But he could have just done that. Yeah. Like, just that little movement. Or his feet could have touched the ropes, too. Yeah, I... Rubbish. More Joe being pinned. Because he got pinned last week as well. He's done nothing but get pinned since winning that championship. The United States title is cursed. And shame on us for thinking it would be any different with Joe. Uh, Dominic celebrated with Ray after. And the main event was Seth Rollins and AJ Styles signing a contract. And it was boring. They had some nice promos. Did they? I thought they too had some good content within the promos. But... It was boring. I'm not saying it was an exciting amount of promo. I'm just saying they had some good stuff in the promos. It just, this, when they announced this was happening in the show, I was like, that can't be the main event segment. They're going to end with something uh, much mm. bigger than this. Baron Corbin. Perhaps. But instead, they, they did end with this. And it was just these two lads chatting. 
and then AJ put him through a table. Mm. Yeah. So maybe this was actually all foreshadowing of a bigger story element to come. But considering all the good work that AJ and Randy Orton had going into Mania, I thought their their promo segments were really, really good together. This felt so just not stale. What's the word? Like it was done by committee. Mm. Uh, and it was just like AJ saying, you won't be the next AJ because I'm the only AJ. And Seth's like, I'm Seth Rollins. Like, well, you're just saying your, your names at each other. And then I'm going to burn it down. Well, I'm going to build it back up. I don't care. It's amazing that this company could have done the Shield versus Bullet Club mm. and never did it. And I get why. It's because it's not a WWE creation. They didn't create the Bullet Club, so they don't care about it. To them, it doesn't really mean anything. Like, they brought in the NWO, who were a much larger group than the Bullet Club will ever be. Like, NWO are, like, so many levels above what the Bullet Club could ever possibly achieve. Tamar's going to tweet you, man. He's going to have words with you. As long as Haku doesn't come after me, I think I'll be okay. That, like, they'll never be the NWO. But the NWO came in and WWE were like, ah, it's not that important, though, is it? They're no mm. DX. Well, they, just, they well, just treat them really yeah. poorly. They created the Attitude Era. They did. The architects of the Attitude Era. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was a very boring end to a very boring show. Uh, but I don't think it actively damaged anyone. Mm. So, by my own criteria, it's a poor. It's a two out of five. I'd have given it the same thing. I thought it was boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shall we have some more su- su- super chats? Let's try and rush through them if we've got loads. Yes, we should. Uh, sorry for the echo, people. Uh, nothing we can really do about it. It just sometimes happens. Mm. Um, five seconds. And to the guy saying uh, that we should pay him a thousand whatevers to uh, do stupid things. Uh, you've been blocked. So uh, <laughs> thank you. Damien Wade says, do you think that they changed who was going to be in the Money in the Bank match because it was leaked? Or do you think the leaks were fake? Fake. Damian Wayne. Wade. Ah, it's not Batman's then. kid. I got excited. <laughs> uh, but you're totally cool as well, Damian Wade. Uh, yeah, I, I think those images were fakes. Yeah. yeah. Just going by the, the different typeface. Yeah. Uh, True Deal says, if Corbin wins, would it be louder than the 2015 Royal Rumble? Oh, what, in terms of booze? No, I, th- um, I, I don't think anyone cares as much anymore, That's the thing, yeah. I think people boo Baron when he cuts promos, but they don't boo him in his matches. Mm. I, don't, I think he is over as a heel promo, not a heel wrestler. Yeah. Uh, Ryan F. Luke, I love your Bill and Ted shirt. Excellent. An excellent to you. Be excellent to one another. Um, one what about my T-shirt? It's got me on. Yeah, but it hasn't got Bill and Ted on it, and Bill and Ted are cool. Can't wait for their new movie. Uh, Mark Like says, listening to you guys at work, thanks for making work go easier. You're welcome. To get through. Thank you for watching. Uh, Daniel Brown, who often tells me to shut up, uh, has given us a little donation. No message. Thanks, Daniel Thanks, Brown. Dan. Black Gold 1155 says, could AOP head to SmackDown? They need more tag team. It's not, but I forgot it's... that was an option. Yeah, yeah, they could show up. It's Razor that's injured, isn't it? No, it's Aikum. It's Aikum that's injured. Oh, my apologies. But he should be back any time. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? not And actually, they need some tag teams over on SmackDown because they don't have any at the moment. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Burnt Chips the Dog says it's uh, 12.30 a.m. in uh, Australia here, but I'm up for you. 
on. We're, Cheers. We're with you all the way. Thank good, you so much. Good night, Sam. mate. Uh, Tomo. Uh, Tomo. Ollie, you probably won't get this one because it was on the NXT thing, but uh, <laughs> he asked me if I got a rabbit yet. Uh, I have not got a rabbit yet, uh, but I'll work on it. Um, he got donations to buy a rabbit. Yeah. Do you want uh, a rabbit? Do you want a pet rabbit? No, but I, I was making it up and then Tomo really took it to heart. Okay. Uh, Adam Pearson, my best friend, says, uh, hey. officially ready for the seventh. I bought a yes. waistcoat. Cool. Oh, he's bought a waistcoat. He's going to be showing like Baron Corbin. That's a good segue for you there, Luke, quickly. Uh, yeah, uh, May 7th, hmm. uh, Prince Charles Cinema, please come down. Uh, we're going to be screening Ready to Rumble, the classic WCW movie. We've got some really cool intros lined up. We've got a lot of fun planned. Uh, we're going to be doing a live podcast recording afterwards. Tickets are available now. Link in the video description below it's in london yes by the way prince charles uh and you can also go on our website uh, and our facebook page for more details jonathan collins no message but a nice little donation there thank, thank you, you jonathan. jonathan uh elizabeth mazora who is in south korea who gay who gives the ten thousands and things that makes me excited mm. um do you think aw is using a similar contracted worker system as wwe or do you think their contract is different especially after john oliver segment uh, that's an interesting question. I actually don't know. Mm. Don't know what the situation is, whether they are hiring them as independent contractors <coughs> or they're doing it like other wrestling companies are where you're just sort of like hired for hired guns. Or From what I understand, at the start, mostly everyone is going to be independent contractors unless you are... Because they're not running house shows. Mm. They're just doing like TVs and big dates. So it's not as much of a full-time gig. You can work other promotions. Yeah. Oh yeah, what there's, in, there's which plenty is what of an independent those. contractor like in theory should mean is mm. that you you're not tied to one company. The Young Bucks and Lucha uh, Lucha Brothers can go and work for other promotions. But when Tony Khan's talked about it before, he's said they'll try and find the wrestlers' jobs in the back office to give them that more employer mm. more employer benefits, mm. like the Young Bucks, Cody and Kenny. That they're also vice presidents. So yeah. Mm. Uh, Blake Carpenter, your best friend Ollie, says, mm. I've almost given up on Raw, but I've definitely given up on Oil the Wonder Davis. Hey, say my name right, Blake. <laughs> How uh, dare the crafty man say that? <laughs> uh, Robert Harmon says, went with the kids last night to Raw. Crowd was pretty hot. Do you think Drew is coming more grey more gray character? Thanks for all you fellas do. It did seem like a hot crowd last night, given mm. that. Um, but in terms of Drew being a tweener, out. potentially, I guess... Yeah, I'd love to see him as a tweener, but I think he's the money's in him as an all-out heel right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thomas Lagdon says, "Hi, if you could choose five people, past and present, to never to never return to WWE ever again, who would it be?" I don't think we've got time to list <laughs> no, off five. Right? Try and do one each. Uh, to never return to WWE, CM Punk. Yeah, I was going to say CM Punk. Yeah, I want him to return to wrestling elsewhere, but not in WWE. You know, for for what I for what I believe in him for. Yeah, not seeing that. Just because of what he said to Randy Ryback. I think it was uncalled for. Yeah. Uh, Deuce from Deuce and Domino. Um, <laughs> Austin Baker says, oof. I don't actually understand that message, I'm afraid, Austin, but thank you for your donation. Thank Sorry. you, Did you Austin. Say, no, he says something. I don't know what it says. Oh. Uh, Degenerate Forever 84, little donation, no message. Thank you very uh, much. Start recording, who has been very generous mm. this time as says who do you see buddy murphy becoming the first two or five le- bleh, live wrestler to win a main roster title oh yeah i'd hope yeah, so totally he's got intercontinental title written all over him absolutely yes um technically 
uh, Brian Kendrick won one really long time ago. Uh, James Williams That's says... In the new era, uh, Is Sammy Andy. still hurt? Why won't he fight? He did fight. He had a match three weeks ago. Yeah, on his first night back. Yeah. He wrestled he Finn Balor, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, James. Uh, cringe uh, says, or cring possibly, uh, yo, people of wrestle talk. Yo, cringe. Yo! Yo! Uh, Dominic Campbell, Uso's being ruined by Vince on Raw. Not surprised. Because Vince does control SmackDown as well. Let's not forget that. But he's not as... I feel like he doesn't care as much. Yeah. But he is still in control. Mm. Like, he still signs everything off, so... But Vince, Vince was in control of them on SmackDown too. Mm. Okay. Uh, Sean Turner, when's the next WrestleTalk sketch? Uh, Wrestle, 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 Wrestle sketch. sketch. This weekend, yeah, hopefully. It's this back. weekend, yeah. Uh, Victor Vega says maple syrup and peanut butter sandwich. Um, oh, sounds tasty. Mm. So raw pro fitness. It was Pepe the witch. They changed it to Abby. It's more consistent with the Wyatt character. So he's saying that it was. Yeah. It it wasn't Abby to start with, but it That's has since been thinks. changed. No, I, I think we just misheard it. That seems like a, yeah an oversight considering how well thought out everything else is. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just morons yeah, that missed yeah. it, missed it. Uh, we've got nine more, so we can get goes quick, quickly. Uh, True Dill says, My friend thinks Ollie looks like Jack Septic Eye. Uh, I have looked up Jack Septic Eye, and you look nothing like Jack Septic Eye. <laughs> I'm going to Google it now. But while you yeah, do that, I've, I've Luke, had that yeah. someone said that I look like the Toasty Guy from Mortal <laughs> Kombat. Toasty! I don't know what that is, but you might know better than I me. wouldn't say you do. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen this before. Uh, you, I mean, you both chat. You do have hair. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Well, for now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nice to see two of you uh, debut on Raw. By the way, with uh, your Gallows uh, <laughs> no, G- and Anderson. Genuinely surprised that I haven't had more of that. To be honest, <laughs> um, El Gallo de Oro, Good which name. I think means the Chicken of Gold. Um, uh, even better name. Uh, Seth. Uh, AJ bad promo burn it down build it up and he was just annoyed by the promo yeah 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 uh, Sean Turner come on in Laurie come on in Laurie uh, still live says anytime I see a new WrestleTalk thumbnail all I hear is Ollie yelling at the top of his lungs about the news what happened to NXT reviews NXT reviews are every Thursday yeah, yeah they, they never yeah. stopped no. they, they've been there consistently uh, Gary Ahuja uh, says they have already had a monster in Braun uh, and they have kind of humanised him what's the point of Sullivan what are they going to do differently try again yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it gets slightly, slightly different. different I feel like Lars is a slightly different monster to Braun yeah you can have multiple big guys they're on different brands also you've got to build him up for that Roman Reigns feud he's got different clothes trunks with his name on them uh, Rocky Balboa hey Luke are you going to watch John Wick 3 oh, yeah I am yeah I watched John Wick 2 over the weekend actually really rewatched. great film yeah, both of them are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Tomo, for Tom no message, but a nice little donation. Oh, there. Thanks, Tomo. Tomo. Uh, he said that he would donate if I deleted his message, so I put him in a timeout. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Brian McAvoy says, I love WWE since I was a kid, but now I'm just waiting for AEW. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I think if I this wasn't my job, mm. I would also take a break until AEW yeah, started. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit worn out by wrestling at the moment. By WWE. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'd watch Best of the Super Juniors and, yeah. and Ring of Honor We're going to progress this weekend. Exactly. I'm so, so excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just burn out on the product. V. Branton says, I think his prediction's punishment is should be 24 hours of watching Total Divas. I could, that's easy, though. That's fine. Like, yeah. that's not a challenge. It's just bad TV. Mm. Like, it's not going to make me go, like, make anyone go mad or anything. It's just boring. Mm. 
Uh, and lastly, Fizz says simply Finn Balor's abs. Oh, they are good. Yeah, are all yeah. of them. They are all island, twenty-eight. They are Island's abs. Mm. Please continue. Yes. Yeah, so the Sonic the Hedgehog live-action movie trailer, the first look, was just released. Uh, we had a look at Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik earlier in the day because an image had come out. Came out yesterday. Came out yesterday. Uh, I was excited by that. Mm-hmm. And then the the trailer has, has taken away any excitement and oh. made me... It's a bad trailer. Oh, it's, it's... But what looks like a bad movie. Oh, but that's why it's going to be great. <laughs> like, it is... Andy, don't touch that. You're going to break it, mate. We'll sort it out. Um, it is a... Uh... Luke's still stressed. <laughs> that was stressed Luke's voice. <laughs> Andy tried to adjust his ca- camera to save Luke time. <laughs> I um yeah, it's uh I I think the trailer looks pretty incredible because that film looked like it was going to be there was no hope of saving that film. And that trailer has actually somehow made it look like that might not be the worst film released this year. Well, and that hmm. is a modern miracle. Did it go through a lot of production trubs then? No, it's just like all the production material they've released for it so far has made me go, oh, oh dear. And it's made a lot of people go, oh no, mm. oh very much oh no. Like those first images that came out of Sonic's like, God, he looks dreadful. He looks really bad. And then surprisingly, the trailer comes out and my first thought was, God, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And so that's mm. a win. That's a big old win for me. Also, you did close down the trailer before this reveal at the end, which I'm going to show to you. Yeah, I, I said I couldn't close the window fast enough. I, it had the title card. You had the little joke scene afterwards. Yep, but there was also a post-trailer sting. Oh, God. Revealing this image. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's got a bigger moustache. It's Jim Carrey in full Robotnik look with the bald head and the big big thick moustache I wager I'm going to put my money now that's the post credits mm. that's the post credit stinger for the entire movie in the same way that did you see the Tomb Raider movie no the big like ending shot of the Tomb Raider movie is her getting her iconic two guns and being like yeah these two will do fine and that's the post credit sting for the movie itself that's not, not selling not in the film at all uh, yeah that, that to me looks like Dr. Robotnik is beaten uh, and he he emerges from a desert battle that he's just well, had. Well, this looks and like he... it's in Sonic's world mm. because Sonic ah. says, "I've got to save your planet," which means that he is clearly from his own world, and that looks like it is Robotnik on Sonic's world, where he will then have to do battle with him on his plane of existence for the next film. I mean, I've always thought Sonic was a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone who likes to go fast that much, I just I. That jars with me. Mm. Like that's fine if you like going fast, but that's all there is to him. Now, there's so much more to him. He likes chili dogs. Mm. Yeah, it's a character yeah. trait. If if you knew a real life person who just really liked to go fast all the time, oh, he would be a cars, nightmare to hang out with. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. See, that's what I get when yeah, just he, when I see him. I don't think he'd be fun to hang out with. I don't However, think he's. He is a childhood hero of mine, mm. and like that image of Robotnik is like I've been dreaming about this being on a film. Since 1991. So I couldn't be more excited for this film. It's it's not quite Godzilla levels of like my most anticipated movies of the year. But it is up there. But for well-treated franchises. I mean, how can you treat Sonic well? It's not even like a good 
thing oh, to start off with. just trying to wind me up now. <laughs> he has had some bad games, though. Yeah. He's had a bad run of it. So I... since Probably since, like, 2004, he's had a bad old run of it. Apart from Sonic Rush for the DS, which I thought was excellent, and Sonic Mania. So I had a game that I was really into, obsessively into, which was a Sonic game, where you trained up little, little things... <laughs> <laughs> in your sort of world between missions. What was that Sonic game? Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to go and find Shadow Hedgehog. It was like taking on Shadow Hedgehog. Yeah, so that sounds like Sonic Adventure 2. Is that is that a well-regarded yes, game? Yes, very much so. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because yeah, I loved that, that as, yeah, a, as very a teenager. Good game. Yeah, yeah, great game. I'm glad I've got taste. You have got taste. Um, maybe on Screen Stalker we'll do some Sonic Let's Plays in the lead-up to the movie coming out. Uh, I See, the other thing... Mario and and Sonic the Hedgehog. The idea is you go fast through these levels, right? Well, not Mario, but yeah, Cap, please continue. But but definitely Sonic. Yes, you go fast. That that gets to me. I can't. <laughs> I've got to go back. I've got to get all the rings. I've oh, got to kill, kill all the little bits. I think it's sort of about your motion sickness. No, that well, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah why that two D platformers like that are quite good. But then for in Sonic Two, motion sickness. Sonic Two, your bonus stage is like a three D perspective thing where you're running towards the screen, it's and a, actually, it's a nightmare. The, and much like the Super Mario Kart <clears throat> game for the SNES that made you feel motion sick, uh, the bonus stage for Sonic Three is you're turning the plane of existence, so you are stationary, but you're turning the floor underneath you. Was it Sonic and Knuckles three D? Uh, Sonic and Knuckles was not 3D. Um, what was the Sonic 3D Blast was the mm. game that came out after Sonic and Knuckles. There was one game that made me violently ill, <laughs> and it involved Knuckles. I feel like it was Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, yeah, just because my eyes couldn't fix on a, a point in I'm, the screen where I could, my brain could go, "We're safe now." I bet you it's the bonus stage. Maybe I, I guarantee you it's the bonus stage. But anyway, we need to like crack on because we got to. I think the live stream's meant to be starting like pretty much now. Yeah, okay, cool, right. Well, that is all we've got time for on this show. Uh, we were meant to do a Patreon, uh, a Prince Charles Cinema giveaway, but we'll do. We'll start that on tomorrow's uh, yeah. show. So uh, we'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 